0: Man, I tell you what, it's great to be here again with y'all. I I just love it here. Kudos for the praise team. I love it. I love coming here because it doesn't matter what they're doing. They're praising and worshiping. You know, it doesn't matter who's listening. Even if there was nobody here, they would still be praising and worshiping the same way. And that's awesome to hear. Me, I like to praise and worship. And people say, ooh, stop. I said, the Lord said, make a joyful noise, not a skillful one. Yeah. So I'm joyful, and I'm praising and worshiping the Lord. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to talk about, well, I, I first started this sermon, and, and as I went through it, I started it as make your mark in the world, okay? But then I'm going, <clears throat> as I went through it, I was going, well, that's pretty selfish, make your mark you're nothing you know what I mean you're nothing and you are you're nothing without Christ Jesus so we have Christ Jesus in our so actually we're making the mark of God on the world right well uh, the time has come for the spirit-filled people the believers the true believers So go out and leave a mark, a mark of God on somebody. There's been so many people that have left their mark for good. You know, there's some that have left their mark for bad. You know, I don't want people to to see Gary. They they say, well, you know Gary Youngblood? Yeah, that's a little short, fat dude. No, I want people to say, hey, there's Gary, man. He is so big into God. He is such a big man. He's such a godly man. That's what I want to be, remember, Dad. Amen. You know what I'm saying? We've talked, I talked about, and y'all got to hear him the other day, but I talked about leaving their mark. It's what people see in you. Because each and every day you make a mark. Are you making a mark for yourself? Are you making a mark for God? Are you giving a good mark? Or are you leaving a tarnished mark? That's gonna have to, that God's going to have to s- scrub later on. Uh, you know, right now there's countless people. Countless people out in this world. That are just earning. Just can't wait. Yearning to hear the word of God. And like I've t- I don't know if I've told you before, I've said it many times, but people have to belong. They have to belong to something, especially young minds. They have to belong to something. They have to either belong to a gang, to their peers under peer pressure, drugs, alcohol, pornography, all the bad stuff. And I'm here to tell you, if we don't teach them the right stuff, the world is going to teach them that stuff. Okay? And I'm not just talking about young minds, I'm talking about older minds too. You know, it's so easy for us to just to go off some. You know, have you ever got off the reservation, they say? Huh? Come on now. We're here. In the, we're here. We're God. We, we're speaking the truth today. I've been there, done that, it ain't fun. And you have to ask forgiveness to come back. And thank God that He gives us that that right. That we're able to ask for forgiveness. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Fourteen, seven, and eight. Get behind me, Satan. I think he does that. Really, he don't let me flick the pages because he don't want me to get the, to get the word. All right, seven and eight. Even things without life, whether it flute or harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinct, distinct in the sounds, how will it be known? what was piped or played. <laughs> for if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? If you do you know you remember them didn't you, you got the bugles, do, do 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 charge, you know. Well if nobody went do to do to do they're going, what you want? Everybody knew that the do to do to do was going to war. I know I'm not doing that great a job on that to do to do, but you get the point. Amen. <laughs> to do to do. I know you wanted to hear that one more time, but uh, if, they don't, if we don't hear that, we don't know to charge. We can't go to war. And let me tell you something today is a war, Amen. Amen. it's a war zone that's not getting any better. And they're fighting more and more each day Harder and harder Amen. Amen. But we have to hear that bugle mm-hmm. We have to go out But also We have to make sounds ourselves Because other people don't know Amen. You know you, you ever seen them deal It's like You know In the army They go out there and it says You flank that away Tell them to flank that away Tell them to flank that away Right, Well, if nobody's telling them, they're they just going to sit there. Amen. If, just like if the worship team was up here and they was just doing this with no chords, no nothing, just wah, 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 making a goofy sound, like I did earlier, to-do, to-do, you know. <laughs> uh, it would just be nothing. But until they put the fingers to the cords and make that beautiful sound, Mm -hmm. you won't know what to sing. You know, there's some songs that we hear that we don't know. We have to look up here and watch. But there's some songs, as soon as they start playing, bam, we know it. I got this. huh? Come on. I get this. La, 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 la. You know what I mean? I'm ready to go. Why? Because they're making a sound that we recognize. That we can work with. And that's what our life does. That's your life. What kind of music are you making today? What kind of music are you going to make tomorrow? Today, I like to call a gimme day. You go to church, you go on Sunday. You're acting right. You're in the Lord's house. You're you're amongst your peers that see you. What kind of sound are you making on Monday, Monday morning? Huh? Tuesday. Amen. Amen. Wednesday we're back here, so that's another gimme day. Mm-hmm. But what about Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Mm-hmm. What kind of music are you making? Amen. Are you blowing your trumpet? Are you going to do, to do? <laughs> are you just going to I, don't want to, I don't feel like it. You know, as he was sitting there saying, you know, sometimes you don't feel like saying nothing. There's sometimes you don't feel like doing anything. Well, that's the time to do it. Amen. Because that, that, that back in your mind that says, I don't want to do it, is the devil holding you down. Amen. He's holding you back. And what did I, last time I was here, what did I say? Anybody say Anybody tell me what I said? Anybody? Not today, Satan. Not today. I, I was telling them, I, I, I have kind of a praise report because I feel that, you know, we need to grow each and every day in Christ. Amen. Amen. We need to trust in Him more. We have faith in Him more. We need to put our everything into Christ. Amen. Well, you, I am very claustrophobic. I mean to tell you, like, I am so claustrophobic, you can't even hold me down. My dad used to hold me down to see how tough I was because I'd lift him up off of me, you know, just to get him off of me. Well, I'm so claustrophobic. Matter of fact, I went to Clarksville for an MRI, right, that, that little tube. She said, she said, when you, if you feel like you need to get out of there, you just press that thing, just beep. I thought I was in a video game. <laughs> 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 I was freaking out. The lady pulled me out. I mean, I'm, I'm hysterical. I'm like hysterical, like beyond you didn't even know it was Gary. You know what I'm saying? She, <laughs> she wanted me out of there, and they wouldn't let Jana be there. And it was like an hour. right? So she said, well, I'm going to go to Walmart. Okay. The lady was so freaked out that I was freaked out, the lady took me to Walmart to find my wife. My wife was mad. What you mad about? No, that was not a good mark. So, but this time I made a good mark because I had to go in there for like 46 minutes Monday. And I praised God more that day and thanked Him for everything and prayed with Him the whole time. And I didn't have no... Usually sometimes they, they give me drugs, you know, to calm me down. Well, I'm so hyped up and ready to go that I'm so freaked out that the medicine don't work, right? Until afterwards. <laughs> like on the way to the Yukon, I'm like... And I go out, my son has to carry me and put me in the deck of Yukon. And then they carry me in the house and lay me on the couch. And I lay there until the next day. And they do all kind of things to me. My toenails were painted pink. They had videos of me raising my arm. They was flopping my arms and moving me all kind of ways. Yeah, I know why tigers eat their young now. (laughs) Because they're not very good at keeping helping their daddy out. Now, now remember, let's say if you go out into a restaurant and you pay with a credit card, they give you a slip and you sign. You sign it. And that's your signature. That's your signature saying that I am authorized for this purchase. I am authorizing this purchase for you to take money out of my account. Even even buying something major like a house, a car, or something like that. You have a contract that you sign that you you have authority that you authorize them. You know, you just you're buying this. Well, your life. Is a signature It is a big signature Mm -hmm. Now look at Jesus He made an impact on this life He changed lives And it's still changing lives Mm -hmm. Right He made his mark He made a big mark Mm -hmm. Now That's pretty good Dying for your mark I mean that's 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 wanting to be all in Mm -hmm. Is to die to make your mark For others what do you do? What do I do? I'm not sitting here pointing fingers at you. I'm hugging you right now in the the spirit. Trying to bring y'all in with me. Not saying that I'm doing it. But I want to be with people that, that are doing the same thing I am. That's not, you know. I have a friend that, man, I'm here to tell you it's when you talk to him It's all about Jesus He works It's all about Jesus He goes and does things All the time All the time he does things And He always asks me to go And I don't go And y'all got to Y'all got to hear him preach I heard oh, Ryan Ryan is the real deal Amen. He's a godly man He He does more for Christ than most people do in church. He does more out of church than most people do in church. That's amazing. That's his signature. Amen. You know, like I was telling Jeff and them, I was like, you know, any man that, that, that sells his boat because he don't want his identity into that boat he didn't want people to see his identity in that boat, so he sells him. Me, I'd just put Jesus on the <laughs> side of the boat and wouldn't have him a boat. But he did that because he wanted people to see Jesus and not that boat, because he had that real nice boat. It was all wrapped and everything, and everybody thought, well, hey, yeah, Ryan Bowler, he's the one that's got that boat that's wrapped. He's a real good fisherman. Well, he don't want to be a real good fisherman. He wants to be a real good fisher of men. Okay? That's what his identity was in. So he sold his bass boat. I told him he was stupid. But no, I'm kidding. I'm going, you're crazy. But I see that. And I want to be like that. What a signature. That was a signature that changed my life. Changed my, when he told me that, it changed my life. It's like he really wants to be godly. Why not? Well, there was a, uh, let's see, in 2007 in Pasadena, California, McKay Hatch, I don't know if y'all ever heard of him, McKay Hatch, he was bothered by cussing. So he, he started a no cussing club. Well, he challenged his friends to stop and everything. One month later, there was, were about 30 members. Then it moved to 100. Then it moved to 10,000. Then the media picked up on it. And now, well, now I think it's over 30,000. 30,000 members. No cussing. What a mark. What a mark. And by the way, when he did this, he, he was 14. 14 years old. He was bothered by cussing. Because he knew it wasn't giving glory and honor to God. So, he started that club. Well, oh, Craig Halberger, I don't know when it was, but uh, started an organization called Free the Children. Well, he's seen a he's seen a a news deal on how a boy got killed that was being sold into bad things. He started when he was what twelve? Yeah, he started when he was twelve. But what he did was he's in. He started out just in this deal, trying to help. He started talking to to his family. He started talking to his friends. He went out and st- went out to start talking to anybody that he could find. Then the news picked up on it. He's in like twenty seven countries, fighting for these people. He was twelve years old when he started it. It's a big thing now. Free the children. It is awesome. He made his mark. What have we done? What has Gary done? Not that. Not enough. Are you willing to be truthful about yourself and say that right now? It's not enough. My signature is only halfway done. I haven't got their last name in there yet. Because I'm not fighting. These two young men made a choice to permanently write their signature in the hearts of the people they helped. Now it's our turn to leave our mark. To leave God's mark. Okay? Let's not be selfish anymore. Because, listen, saints, we don't have time. Amen. We do not have time to lollygag around. Jesus is coming. Amen. If you don't believe me, read the back. Get the back of the book, see what's up. You see things happening, you go, whoo. <laughs> he might not come in mind, but he's coming. Do you want your children? Do you want their children? Do you want their friends? Do you? God don't want nobody to perish. He says it. Not one perish. Do you want the same thing? We should. What are we gonna do about it? We didn't make our lives. We made, we need to make a lasting impact on the lives around us. Amen. Let's turn to Mark. Mark sixteen. He does it to me every time. Get back, Satan. Mark sixteen fifteen. He said to them, "Go into the world and preach the gospel to every preacher, to every creature. To go into the world, not go to church and preach it, which he's supposed to do." But go into the world. Go outside of your church. Get off your pew. Get out of your air-conditioned building and go to the needy, to the sick. Doctors don't go to healthy people to fix them. They go to sick people. I wish they did that uh, house calls anymore because I hate going to hospital or anything like that. I just, I just cringe even thinking about it. If you care for others, start trying to help others. Not only change their lives, but ours too. <laughs> I have found out that helping other people is not really just helping them. Amen. It makes you a better person. It makes you more Christ-like. More Christ-like. Is that what you want? Or do you want to look like this short, fat guy? Huh? Would you rather look like me or like Christ? Amen. Amen. I want to look like Christ. That's right. I don't want people to see this short fact. I want people to see a six foot four manly man that is Christ Jesus. Amen. That is everything. That is all in all. That is the Alpha, the Omega. The beginning and the end. That's what I want them to see, Amen. Amen. but still they see the short, fat guy because I don't do enough. I don't leave my I don't leave God's mark as much as I should. I admit that I I have to ask for forgiveness for it quite a bit. I have to ask for forgiveness for that and that's the easiest thing to do is talk about Jesus Amen. I love talking about Jesus with other believers mm-hmm. but it gets more challenging when you talk yep. to people that don't know him Amen. that don't like him Amen. Amen. I believe my job is to talk to him anyway and then they say, I don't want to hear it. Well, that's good because you're going to hear it. If you don't want to hear it, you better get away from me. That's what we need to be. See, that's a mark. <laughs> Might not be the mark that you look for, but you put God in him. You made him think. You put God's mark on him or her, whatever. Amen. So, don't be a disciple hunter. Okay. Don't be a disciple hunter. Let me explain that to you. Don't be a hunter. Don't be searching for somebody just to fill these pews. Hmm? I want you to search for people that are honestly looking for Jesus Christ. To have that relationship. Whether they come to these pews or not, that they're saved, they know Christ. They go to some church. Okay? That they're believers. That's what our deal is, not to fill these pews, not to pay for this luxury that we have, right? You you, you got these nice little pews, they're comfortable. Uh, It's not to pay for them. It's to pay because Jesus paid the price, right? So we're in return helping them out. As a disciple, we need to live out our relationship with Christ. Because like I said, you're a signature. People see you. They see your signature every day. People out here. And they look. And if they know that you're a Christian and that you go to church, huh, they're going to look harder and harder to prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. To find your falses. Come, you'll find a lot here. But you'll also find Christ. You'll also find Christ. And that's who we need to be putting out there. Putting out there every day. You know, Ryan, he did it at at work. He couldn't even go to work and not talk about Christ. They started a day ago on breaks at lunchtime. They started... A Bible study at work. How cool is that? Amen. Amen. How many Bible studies you start this week? Huh? How many people are you told this week? Let me tell you something. I didn't tell nobody this week. Being honest. I didn't tell nobody about Christ this week. I talked about him, you know, to people that already knew. But I knew there were people there that didn't know Christ. Did I talk to them? No, it was Thanksgiving. I didn't want to rock the boat on Thanksgiving. That was bad. Rock the boat. Flip the thing over Flip it back up again. Because God, if you flip it over, God will flip it back. God will turn everything bad into good. Just like I was hearing today, we need to thank him in everything. We do. My pain, I thank him for it. At least that's what I think. But we as Christians need to get out and we need to tell people about Christ. About what He's done. Has, has anybody here had anything good that Jesus has done? Amen. Huh? Amen. How many people you told about it? Amen. Amen. He does great things to you every day great things for you every day. You wake up and you breathe. You know what? If you don't wake up and breathe, you're still doing good. You're still doing good. Because then you get to see him face to face, (laughs) hold his hands, hug him, sit at his feet and listen to his stories. Man, how awesome that's going to be. Don't you wish everybody could hear that? Don't you wish everybody had that desire? It's okay if I die. I'm better off. I have no more pain, no more suffering, no more tears. I see family members I haven't seen in forever. I see family members I never knew. I get to see Jesus Christ face to face, sit at His feet, hold His hands. I get to do that. Man, and and I don't understand why people's not into that. They would just rather stay here and suffer and, and, and be miserable and, and make other people miserable. You know people like that. They're miserable. And, they, and if they can't make other people miserable, that's the only way they, make, they get happy is to make other people just as miserable as they are. I've done it myself. You know what I'm saying? That's not the way to be at all. You know, David left his mark not only as a king, Amen. but more importantly, as a servant yes. of God. Mm-hmm. Huh? You, you, have you really studied David? I mean, to tell you, that dude had it going on Amen. the first time he flung that rock. Yes, you know? But he was not only a king, but he was a servant. He served his people. He served his God. Was he a sinner? Yep. He was a mul- a murderer, an adulterer. And you think, man. When I first started preaching, when it, when God when I felt the yearning to preach, I was like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> Yeah, when God says, you, you need to preach. No, I don't think so. <laughs> you understand where I came from? Do you understand? I know you know what I have done in my life. The The bad things that I've done. And let me tell you something. I've done bad things. Real bad things. I ain't killed nobody that I know of. But, I mean, I've done immoral things. I've, I've done... Things that make you... Bro, you know what I'm saying? I've done that. But I've asked for forgiveness. And Christ came into my heart. And I killed that guy. He no more longer there. I don't do them things anymore. But... That's why we, there's other people that are like that. But I was sitting there thinking, you know, there's no way. But David was... He's a murderer and adulterer. Mm-hmm. Amen. And he still fulfilled God's will. Yes, Look at Paul. He persecuted Christians. Killed them. Mm -hmm. But God used him. He wrote most of the New Testament. He made his mark Mm -hmm. from prison. Mm -hmm. From prison. Mm -hmm. Who's going to be in prison and be thankful for God? You're going to say, woe is me. This is terrible. It's terrible. I'm stuck here. Well, it don't have to be that way. Oh, my favorite psalms by David is Psalms 27.1. It says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my refuge of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? You don't have to be afraid of nothing. Amen. If you go up and talk to somebody and they don't like it, don't be afraid. Don't be scared about it. How many people I know there is some somebody, somebody that you know right now that don't know Christ, family members, friends, acquaintances, you know I had to do that with my dad, my dad, and my dad is my dad, but uh I had to talk to him about it. I had to talk to my I had a daughter that, was, that I had when I was in high school and didn't see her for like 30-something years. I only seen her once when she was born. But I, was, I finally got in touch with her and was able to have a relationship with her. And, and she was doing things that, that were not Christ-like. She was saying spells. She likes that Wicca. I told her about it. I kept telling her about it. I've lost her. I gave her my Bible. It had my name on it. I don't know if she threw it away or what. But I don't. I don't have a relationship with her anymore. But I did what I was supposed to do. And hopefully one day God will water that seed that I planted. And she'll come back. Maybe she'll give me my bible back. Oh. I hope she don't. I hope she keeps it. David changed the nation. Amen. If I could change one person, I'd be happy. Mm-hmm. He restored God's people and loved God. He was one of the God's ordained he was ordained by God to establish Israel. Now I believe you have the same ordination that you are ordained to go out and teach others. To redirect the heart of the lost. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many people out there lost. The time is now. Mm -hmm. We don't have time for any other We don't have time to waste. Is what I'm saying. There's so many people that we know that are going to hell, and and what's amazing is I was doing a study on that. I was wanting to preach about hell, but God told me to do this. But I was studying, and there's many people that's going to seminary school that don't believe in hell. (laughs) What are you teaching? Because my Bible says there's hell. Jesus teaches more about hell than he did heaven. And if Jesus said it, I believe it. That settles it, right? Well, I'm here to tell you today, stand up, get off these pews. I challenge you. Check this out. I don't ever challenge nobody, I don't think. Because I always lose. But I challenge you, and I hope I lose today. I challenge you today. Talk to somebody about Christ. Amen. Amen. Not somebody that knows that you know that knows Christ, mm-hmm. but talk to somebody that you don't know that knows Christ. If they know Christ, great. Mm-hmm. Talk to them about Christ. You know what I'm saying? That's leaving a mark too. Amen. That's that's fellowshipping. Mm-hmm. I love fellowshipping. But today, go out and talk to one person, just one. If you want to go talk to a whole bunch of people, please do it. But I ask you at least one person. That's my challenge. I'm going to talk to somebody today. Amen. Amen. Today. Used to, when you remember when you were first saved and you were all, go get them and, you know. Man, I did. Man, I, I'd, be, I'd be in the doctor's office. Somebody would be sitting there, and hey. Uh, you ever heard of that better Jesus you know and that started it off either they did or they didn't if they did then you can talk to them about Jesus and how what he did to you what he did for you in your life or you say no I don't then you get to share Jesus think up your own mark that you can put a mark on somebody that you can put God's mark on somebody because I'm here to tell you, my mark ain't worth a hoot. Jesus in me makes my mark huge. Amen. Amen. It makes my signature worth something to look at. My signature in life, I'm getting chill bumps. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, God. There's somebody here today that's ready to hear it. Somebody's going to come into your life today that needs to hear it. Mm-hmm. Whether you tell them or not, they need it. I implore you to tell them. Amen. If somebody comes up to you and say, hi, tell them about Christ. Mm-hmm. Hi, you know Jesus. <laughs> just do what you can. Don't make a fool of yourself because I do that quite often. You know, there's a lot of people that just beat the heck out of people with a Bible. You know what I mean. I'm not saying beat everybody over the head with a Bible, smack them in behind the back or something. But don't hit them in the heads because then they don't listen. Because you usually knock the hearing aids out. <clears throat> Lord, please forgive me. Please go out today. Let's let's bow our heads and guys come up here and let's do a little worship.